Welcome to the Conscious King Podcast with Miss LX. Let's jump into today's episode. Love you, love you. All right. Um, I know. So good. So my goddess witch, are you in on our joke with that emoji? So uh, for those of you who are listening to the podcast, my goddess witch just put up the, uh, how, do you, how do you want to call it? The heart shape, the heart shape hand emoji. Uh, the heart hands. Okay, thank you, Mr. Dago, the heart hands. So I know it's like supposed to be like a heart and I'm taking it that way, my goddess witch, but we have a super sneaky secondary meaning here that I'm letting you in on. And that really means just choke me, mommy, or choke me, daddy, whenever we use that. So uh, I know we're sneaky like that, goddess witch, aren't we? I'm going to curl up in your blanket because you're puddled for no reason. Right? I think, I think you're puddled because you got to listen to two brilliant women talk for about 30 minutes. And that'll do it for most. <laughs> um, am I wrong? I don't think so. I don't think so. Just say it. Sebby's a fucking mood. Let me tell you. See? See, Sydney? You're already dominating the hell out of Roberto. You haven't even, you're not even a pro yet. No lies told. See, Sydney, you're good. You got this, girl. Send Rob ASMR clips to set. I think he's fine as it is, Dago. There was three amazing women talking. Three. Haven't we talked to, we've talked to four total. Three and me. All of these. I know. All of these women in this community. I'm just, I'm so impressed with the men in this community. I'm so impressed with the ladies in this community. Like, yeah, all of you are fucking brilliant. Fucking brilliant and insightful. I tell you guys this all the time. I have the best, most amazing, brilliant community ever. Why do you think I love your feedback on the lives, chatting along? Your comments. Yeah, slut boy. Uh, who, so we started, we started with, uh, where, where is she at? Start with my goddess witch. Brilliant. Brilliant deep dive there. Sydney, brilliant deep dive there. Hey, girl, I see you. I was looking for you in the, in the, in the, the list here. All right. So we got. Yeah, so good. So good. All right, everyone. So let's see who up next. We got Goddess Switch. Check. We got Sydney. Check. I think we're looking at you, Pina. Are you done with your snack, my dear, or your meal? For those of you? Yes. I did. I just finished. She just finished. What do we have for our snacky snacks? Um, I just ate some fried rice. Okay, that's acceptable. We carbo-loaded, and now we're ready to go. Yep. All right. All right, girl. So what's up? How can I help you? Um, so I'm actually going to ask my question first and then give you some context because I think it'll flow better. Okay. Um, so I need some help uh, coping with some severe heartbreak um, because... Uh, as you know, I've been trying to move out of the house 
um, as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. And um, I told my parents about this. And I was given some very upsetting news that if I were to leave the house, I would not be allowed to bring my horse, Jojo, with me Mm. um, because my mom does not trust that I can take care of him properly. Mm. Um, And this really just, it like absolutely flipped me because... I like pretty much since we bought him, I always assumed that he was mine and Mm -hmm. that when I turned 18, that the ownership would be turned over to me. Um, and it like a month ago, I got this information like a month ago that, uh, that would not be happening. Um, so, um, it, it's, it's so bad. It got to the point that a couple of weeks ago, um, I actually went to the barn to go see him. And I had plans of riding him and just kind of hanging out with him. And um, probably about 10, 15 minutes into the ride, I got so upset because I couldn't stop thinking about the fact that we were going to be separated that I actually had to just like get off of him and just like sit down mm-hmm. because I I could not handle it um and I have not been able to go back to the barn since because oh. I want to desperately see him but every time I think about him it hurts me to the point that I can't even bring myself to go to the barn oh. and I'm it, it, it then panics me because it's like we've only got so much time together until I move out and I want to see him, but I can't see him, and it's it's literally killing me. I don't even know how to handle it. Okay. No, I I I hear it. I hear the pain in your voice, and I just want you to know if at any point you need to mute that mic or you want to mute that mic and have a moment, cry it out a little bit. You're more than welcome to do so. We we see you. We hear your pain. And this is very, very, very heartbreaking, 100%. Like, I'm putting myself in your shoes, like, and I can't even fully, because if I do think about Jamie, I'm going to start crying, and then I'm not going to be able to host this fucking podcast. So I'm with you in terms of this is big, and this is, this yes. is deep. I want... But I want to, I want to hopefully calm some of this anxiety because there's a lot going on and when we have this anxiety sometimes it's hard to see our power and it's hard to see the logical path that our power allows us so let's I I just want to start there by just saying you are in control of if you move out and when. That is your timeline. Mm-hmm. So this this feeling of like, we only have so much time together, we only have so much time together, we only have so much time together, is a little bit self-induced because I very much understand you want to get out of that toxic house and I do not blame you one bit. I do not blame you one bit. And I think that would be super, super healthy for you to get out of that toxic house. But 
this is the timeline is still within your control. So if you feel like you're not ready or it's not going to be possible for you to take him and you don't feel ready for that separation, then you don't have to force that separation. Can we, can we just sit with that for a moment that the, you don't have to be separated from him by a certain time? Yeah. Like if we think about that, can you, can you think that thought and d- does it do anything to your body? Does it calm you down at all when you think that thought? You know, I don't know, because I originally thought when I first heard that I wouldn't be able to take him, that I wasn't going to move out, because I was not, I was not ready to lose him at that point, and I was like, you know what, I'll just bear through whatever's going on at home, Mm -hmm. if it means that I get to keep him, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's gotten to a point where I've really been weighing my options, and I'm like, I love this horse, I mean, he is, he's my entire world. But how worth it is it if I'm losing my sanity at the same point? Ooh, that's good. Okay, okay, man, she's, okay, all right, she's ready to be savage. I was not thinking that you were ready to be that savage. Okay, all right, she's ready to be that savage. So, girl, I'm going to meet you at that level. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. It, it is, if, if they're, here's the thing. Because uh, Boy said manipulation at, 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 the, at the start of it. This could be a manipulative ploy. This could be they be bluffing. Because think about it. And this is what narcissists do. Narcissists, narcissists will lie and use all kind of intimidation tactics to regain control. So if you are able to secure a safe location to stay that has the facility or the capability for you to still be with your horse. And they're saying that they're going to prohibit that from happening. Are they really up to caring for that horse? I mean, my mom owned a horse before I did. So it it's kind of hard because any whore, any animal that she gets a hold of is hers forever. I mean, we've currently got eight cats and a dog as well. Um, and, you know, she does love her animals. And I would say that even if JoJo stayed with her, he'd be in amazing hands. I know he'd be taken care of. Okay. Um, and I think part of it is that my mom just genuinely does not trust that I would know how to take care of him. Okay. Okay. So do you think that if you were to, do you think that she is rational enough that if you were to prove to her that you do know what you're doing with JoJo, that she would let him go, let her go with you? No, I don't think so, because I've already showed her the numbers and I've showed her what the jobs offer and she still hasn't budged. Okay, okay. So, yeah, this sounds like they're using it as kind of a control mechanism here. They're kind of like holding it over your head kind of thing. So here's the nasty, nasty truth of toxic narcissistic situations like this. 
you have to be willing to lose everything. And that's the shittiest thing I could tell you. I know. But they, the narcissist, thrives on having leverage to control you with. And as long as they know that they can emotionally manipulate you, bait you, control you, control your behavior, get you to run to them, cry to them, whatever. As long as they have something to leverage, they have, they have an in. For instance, um, I left my narcissistic mother with, I left her with, Lots and lots of uh, old photos from my dad's side of the family and pictures of me and my dad, pictures of my dad's side of the family. For those of you who don't know, my dad passed away when I was uh, 10. And uh, when I left my narcissistic mother, I, like, I wasn't planning on it being a permanent thing, but she had, she had the photos and I wanted them back so bad. I wanted so many of those childhood memories that I missed with my dad I wanted them back so bad but I never asked her for them because I knew that the moment I did she'd be like ha 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 I got her right where I want her and I would give her an in to control me with I had to grieve the loss in order to get my power back and I think you being as savage as you are saying it's not worth losing my sanity is so wise and so fucking panned out. And I'm so proud of you for being that savage because you're right. As beautiful as Jojo is, as amazing as Jamie is, if it was in a position where it was costing me my sanity, I would have to let it go. And, and so unfortunately, when, we're, when we need to get independence and we're trying to start our life, we're trying to move on from narcissistic abuse, toxic dynamics like this we have to grieve the loss and we have to go okay i don't i don't want anything from them i don't want a damn thing from them <laughs> because my wanting something of them gives them power over me i can't want a damn thing from them and you're savage enough where you're going there and i applaud you for it I still think there might be a possibility that you could call their bluff um, because this is something the narcissists do. I'm not saying that is going to happen. I'm saying it's a possibility um, because narcissists do. They bluff, they lie, they try to intimidate. So you could call their bluff. I'm not saying that is going to happen, but I don't know. That, that might be something that's going on too. But either way, the best advice that I could give you, whether it's JoJo, whether it's friends whether it's family members that they triangulate anything the people who are supposed to be in your life will be in your life the people who know you and love you truly know you and love you will love you when you separate from the narcissists and the the faster that you can let go and just go nope i don't want anything from them and i don't expect anything from them is the moment that you that you start getting your power back. Yeah. And I think you're already there. I think you're already there. So if you're looking for, you know, how do I cope with this severe heartbreak? 
honey, I think you just let yourself feel. I think you let yourself cry. I think you let yourself grieve. I think you let yourself get angry. And I think you talk it out and engage in community that you feel safe and supported. If that's us, we're here for you. We can be your shoulders to cry on. If you have a very intimate friend circle, you know, of your own that you trust, then they can be your shoulders to cry on. But you still have power here. And you still are in control to to a greater degree than it feels right now. But can I just say, like, I'm so fucking proud of you. For you to have this level of strength and savagery where you're advocating for yourself and your future and your own mental and emotional health like this, like... This is impressive for you to be this young and doing this. Can like, can you all give it up for this girl? She's gone through it. And she's standing here. Strong AF. Willing to be so savage for herself. Peanut, I applaud you, girl. Thank you. We applaud you. Do you see all this love that you're getting up in the house? Yeah. So, girl, I wish I wish I could take your pain away. I wish that there was a button I could press, something I could do that could take this heartbreak away. But you're being so brave and so savage, and you're advocating for yourself and your future, and that maybe we can't, maybe we can't completely take away the heartbreak. But maybe we can encourage you that this pain that you're going through has a purpose. And this purpose is the is your entire life, baby. What 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 was designed to take you out is gonna be the foundation which you rebuild from. Whoo, I feel that. <laughs> I feel that. But girl, you got a brilliant, beautiful, bright future ahead of you. And I know this is such a dark season right now, and we're here for you to support you. And if you need to vent, to cry, to yell, to scream, to process, we got you. But I'll tell you that the season will end. The darkness will diminish. The light will return. And you will look back on yourself and the decisions that you've made going, damn, I'm so proud of myself. I saved my own life. Because that's what you're doing right now. And that's why this fight hurts so much. Because it's a fight for your future. But we applaud you and keep fighting. And we're here to support you and we're here to battle with you and we're here to encourage you and cry with you through the grief and through the heartbreak. And we're here to do whatever we can to help take that heartbreak away, okay? Yeah. I know that was a lot, and this is very, very intense. How are you doing? How are you feeling? What are you thinking? Talk to me. It's There's a lot. There's a lot going on. Okay. And, uh, okay. Yeah. Well, is there anything that we can do 
right now that you can identify? Is there anything that you need from me or from us specifically right now? No, I need him. <laughs> yeah. Well, to, you know, to that point, I will just say that that avoidance that feels maybe like it's reducing some of the pain is an illusion. And I would say push through that you're feeling this overwhelming degree of anxiety and it's causing you to avoid. That's just a natural, that's just a natural uh, response. But the more we avoid, the greater the anxiety grows. So I think you just need to push through that and just go see him. Is it, is it, is this a boy? Is this a boy horse that we're talking about, Jojo? Yeah. Okay. I was like, okay, I don't want to misgender this horse. <laughs> so go, just go see Jojo. Mm-hmm. Because, okay, okay, I'll be real. I'll be real, real. I'm going to be real, real with you all. So um, I got a, a cat when I was, oh gosh, I was, I was young and uh, rescued him from this place that I was working. He was 0.8 pounds when I got him and he was just the most hilarious and amazing cat that I've ever had. Because I was so bonded with him, as he started getting older, I started creating space, just like you're doing. Because I didn't want to grieve. The pain was going to be too great. As he started getting older, the pain was going to be too great. When he died, I couldn't handle it. So I started creating distance, thinking that this was going to save my emotions when he passed. The exact opposite happened when, when he passed. I had so much pain and regret. I didn't fill up all of those days with loving him. That because I was so scared of the pain, I created distance between us and that actually caused me more pain after he was gone. Yeah. And you don't want to do that. And I know this isn't like a death thing, but that was something that I had to grieve. And so now I know with every other animal I have, the older they get, the more I'm going to lean in. Because, yeah, it's going to suck. That distance is going to suck. That goodbye is going to suck. But I'm not going to live with the pain and the regret of not filling up every single day of their life with love. And that's what you're communicating to JoJo. And that's what Jojo is communicating to you. So let him fill up your days with love. Don't avoid it. Yes, ma'am. All right. I got a yes, ma'am. I think that's as good as we're going to do right now. Girl, we love you. We support you. All right. So if you are, if you're good, if you don't have anything from me, then you can uh, go ahead and mute that mic. But uh, sending lots of love, I know, I know. But see, the, the capacity for pain indicates your capacity for love. If I can try desperately to pivot this on a positive note before we end and I leave my audience in tears, I would say the capacity for pain reveals your capacity for love. And relationships come with risk and they come with pain. 
but we need them. We need connection. We're wired for connection. And all of our beautiful animal-human bonds and all of our beautiful human-human bonds, we need. And so if you're feeling like, oh my gosh, I am in so much pain, I am so sorry and I'm hurting with you. But on the other side of the coin, look at how, look at the, look at your capacity for love. Look at what you can bring into the world. So all of you, just like we were talking about earlier with Sydney, she's healing to become a healer. We are all healers and we can all heal with how we love. We can all heal with how we show up. We can all heal with leaving people better than we found them. Animals and humans. <laughs> all right. So you guys, this was a brilliant, brilliant time together tonight did you all enjoy this time as much as i did everyone who's been listening on the the conscious king podcast thank you so much for listening and tuning in thank you so much for downloading you guys did i tell you we hit thirty thousand downloads not listens downloads in 95 countries every single one of you listening you're a part of that you are a part of that. You are part of the global LX army and we love you and we value you. And you're, you're one of these healers too. So you know what, everyone? I love you. I appreciate you guys. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? So you guys, thank you so much for listening, for being a part of this community, whether you're a patron, whether you're listening to the podcast, whether you tune into YouTube. I love you. I appreciate you. And uh, thank you all for your vulnerability tonight. Thank you for trusting me to speak into your lives. And I will catch you all on the next episode of the Conscious King Podcast.